Welcome back to the Made to Homeschool podcast. My name is Brandon. My wife, Brigitte, and I are the founders of Made to Homeschool. And for these next three episodes, this one and two more, I got the chance to have a lengthy conversation with my friend Wendy uh, from Plan Prep Pray. Wendy is a wife, a mom to five, a registered nurse, the face of Plan Prep Pray over on YouTube, and a key member of the Made to Homeschool team. We've gotten to be good friends with them over the last several months, really almost year, of this progress through Made to Homeschool. And in this conversation, in all three of these conversations, we covered a lot of topics from her homeschool journey to her YouTube journey to her personal faith development to a million other things. In this first part, we're going to dive into her kind of unusual entry into the homeschool world, what that looked like, what God was doing in it, and I hope that you'll find it encouraging. Let's jump into it. Wendy, thank you so much for making time for this today. I know you are busy doing all the things, and despite the fact that I'm sure you have planned, prepped, and prayed for this and your whole day, I know it is a sacrifice of your time, and so I value it. And welcome to the Made in Homeschool podcast. Hey, hey, thank you for having me. It has been a hot minute since you've asked me to be here, and (laughs) (laughs) it has taken me to get here. I feel like sickness has just come for us this season y'all have had it man yeah and you got it again right again and again but i said you know not today not today (laughs) this is not the way well i'm glad you're here i'm glad it's working out there are a bunch of things i'd love to talk to to you about we're going to make this a three-parter uh so folks will have plenty of opportunities to digest all of it in one setting per week uh i'd like to start out as i do with most of these wendy some folks might know about your journey, but I want to give you an opportunity to share more about it. Would you just begin with telling our listeners and our viewers, for those watching, about how your homeschool journey got started and what that transition was like for you guys? Well, actually, my husband said no. He said we will not be homeschooling. So that's how we got started to homeschooling through the Duggars. Now, it was a lot more wholesome back then, (laughs) dare I say. But I got, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's this revolutionary concept where you can teach your kids at home and they don't got to go to public school. I'm going to do this when I get, when I grow up. Right. And I'm like, hubby, this is what we're doing. And he's like, nah, you're not gonna make my kids weird. (laughs) He's like, you are not going to make my kids weird. And I was like, oh, what? But I had this all planned out, prepped and prayed for. But you said no. Oh, oh, this is what submitting feels like. <laughs> oh, so how'd you go from no, you ain't doing that to where we are today? Like how? Well, <laughs> Lord had other plans, clearly. But so did my son, who started biting the children in preschool. They were talking about, we talking about, I know you, I know your son. Okay, Sean. Okay. Okay. Biting them so much that they said if he bite one more child he's getting kicked out that bites yep and guess what he did bit that one more child oh yep and so he had to be taken out of school out of preschool and so he came home with me so i'm like ah you're here might as well teach you and so So I started teaching him and by like four years old, he was like at a kindergarten level. And so I was looking at my husband. I'm like, babe, he's four. He's four, like a true four-year-old boy. 
you sure you want to send this? Well, no, by that point, he, when, when he got into, when he turned five, ready to go to school, he was at a first grade level. And they were giving us the option of putting him in first grade. And so I was like, he's a true five-year-old. Like, he wasn't a mature five-year-old. He just was academically at a five-year-old, at a first grade level. You understand what I'm saying? This boy was going to act up in that class. So I was like, do you sure you want to put him? He's like, ah, you've been doing such a good job. Let's just keep going. I'm like, all right. And so <laughs> five kids later, we're still doing it. Okay. So that won him over your experience with Sean when he was so that Sean is yes. your oldest, right? Yes. All right. Yes. And you have how many now, Wendy? Tell everybody. Oh, goodness. So we've got Sean. He is my 12 year old. We've got Samaya. She's my nine year old. And then we've got Shy. He is five. And oh, no, he's six. And Sila, she is four. And then Shane, which is. He is almost 11 months. He'll be 11 months on the 20th. So we're almost there. So by the time your son, who was four or five, was getting ready for kindergarten age, you guys made the transition into homeschool. Your daughter was one at the time? She She was one. So the decision was made for her education by the time she got close to it, right? So y'all were a homeschool yes. family before then. Yes, yes. All right. Because by by two, he was he was with us. He was he was home. You know, we wanted to give the children a break from being eaten. Right. You don't. You, 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 really, it's about protecting the kids. It's your yeah. I mean, really, from your own children. That's so. By the time you got Sean home, he's five. You're starting homeschool kindergarten. You are doing this for the first time, and your only example has been the Duggars. Now, you hadn't caught up with them yet in kids. Y'all got a kid. No, if no. y'all working on that, I don't know. But you, ha- you, you haven't done that. Who was your example as a homeschooler? Like, where did you learn what you were doing? Well, prior, like I said, I've always been somebody who, when we go to the parties, all the kids come to me. Like, like I'm the one, I'm the full grown adult on the floor with all the little kids. I'm, I have everybody's from cousins to, to, um, friends, kids. Like there, I've always been the one who love, give Wendy all the kids, give me all the babies. And so when I was in high school, I was actually a preschool teacher. And so I just replicated school at home. You know, that always works. So that's what, what I was doing. I was soloing it by myself in a like tunnel vision. I'm going to do it just like it's done in the school. We had preschool. We had a a calendar on the wall and doing all the things. Did you have a desk? We had desks. You had desks? We had desks. Multiple desks. Like a whole Ikea desk system. Okay. Like, I mean, we was a Becca in it. We were like, I mean, it was rigid. Like it was school at home. And how long did that last? How better yet? Let me rephrase that. I know that's not what you're doing now. So tell me, Wendy, (laughs) tell me what you would describe your educational approach as today and kind of how your journey evolved getting there. Well, now I would say it's very eclectic. I still gravitate towards the traditional form of schooling, but in a more relaxed approach. 
if that makes sense. Um, I mix and match a lot of classical, a lot of um, a lot of traditional, and a lot of different things like that to make it work for us. But what really changed things for us was when my daughter got diagnosed with um, JDM, with juvenile dermatomyositis. I went from having it all together to like, wait, this isn't going to work. Like nothing about my school was portable. <laughs> like like that, it could work in hospitals and it could work at different doctor's appointments and different things like that. Nothing about the way that I was approaching school allowed for there to be grace. And so when she was diagnosed, it completely changed our homeschool approach. And it's funny though, because I think that so we, you know, we're transitioning right now. We just started homeschooling and, but I've been in the homeschool world for over a year now, more than that, really, because I worked with a bunch of homeschool clients before that. And the thing that strikes me as interesting is that m folks who transition into homeschooling often are doing it at least partially for the freedom they get by homeschooling. You yes. can do school the way that you think is best for your kids. But then we get into it and we lock ourselves into this traditional model, or at least parts of it, and we don't realize the lack of flexibility we're giving ourselves. Can you remember a specific thing in that experience? Like what happened as you're like, okay, we got doctor's appointments, that kind of thing. What was something that you saw you were being too rigid in and that you realized you had to have more flexibility in? And did you have kind of a eureka moment going, oh, I can just pretty much do whatever? I realized that I was allowing the curriculum to rule our school rather than using the curriculum as a tool. And because the curriculum that we had at the time was so rigorous and was so like you do this, 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 this every single day. And I'm trying to fit it in. I'm talking, we're bringing, we're bringing books and books and stacks of things into hospitals mm. just to, to get IV infusions done and different things like that because I didn't want to fall behind because I fall behind what fall behind who yeah. my imaginary self. Um, and so I remember just losing it. Like just this moment of, I can't do this. I can't do it all. Like I, I, I remember asking God, God, if you've called me to this, why am I so bad at it? <laughs> like, why is it not working? Mm. And I remember him just saying, who are you relying on? Mm. Like, who is your God? Like, do you not trust me to make sure that these children know everything that they need to know in order to glorify me? Like, do you, do you not, like, where's your faith? Is your faith in these tools, in these things and systems and rhythms that you've created for yourself, or is it in me? And so I remember just a come to Jesus moment and realizing that, you know, when where I am weak, he is strong and um, letting it go. Hmm. Wendy, I want to actually ask you more about that because you mentioned that this was a come to Jesus moment. It was the Lord who kind of helped you realize what you was and wasn't important in your home education journey. Um, but I'm going to do that after we take a quick break right now, and we'll be right back. 
speak to parents all the time who come up to me and they see what's happening, but they don't know what to do. And I just want to stand up and say, you can do this. Here is a solution. This is Yvette Hampton, host of the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Join us each week for a new episode as we offer encouragement and resources on biblical discipleship from popular speakers and authors, as well as parents just like you and me. Find out more at schoolhouserocked.com or listen anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Okay, Wendy, before the break, you were telling me about how you had this aha moment the Lord showed you you really didn't have to lock yourself down in how you were handling education the way you were. And I want to ask you about that moment and just about the general like involvement of your faith in your homeschool experience. But one thing you said there, you said you were bringing all these books. Was that because of a specific curriculum choice, or was it just the amount of stuff you were trying to tackle was too much? What do you think that was? I'm sorry, repeat the question again? So was the amount of, you said you were having to haul a lot of stuff around. Was that yeah. because of a specific curriculum choice, or was that just you were trying to do too much? Both. Okay. It, it was both. It was a specific curriculum choice. It was the mentality that school needed to happen Monday through Friday. Mm. It was the fear of of not doing my kids falling behind other kids their age. Mm-hmm. It was all that that was dictating that now I'm I'm forcing things and making things happen that are not supposed to happen. Um, and also it was during that time, we were all traveling together. We were four of us at the time, four children at the time. So it was a large family inside of a hospital room. And it was honestly a wonderful time to, to minister to other families that were at the hospital but instead, we sitting here, we trying to get all the schoolwork done. And, and, and the thing that we could have done there, I feel like we missed a lot of opportunities in that sense. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I know that is because of the fact that at one point, because of COVID, I, we, could, we had to stop going as a family. And so my husband had to just go with my daughter to mm-hmm. the hospitals to do her appointments. And he had so many opportunities to minister to other fathers that were there with their children and just letting them know, hey, look, you're you're on step one. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this for two years now. We've been doing this for three years now. The Lord is with you, da, 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 this, that, and the other. He had that opportunity that I'm like, man, I didn't even realize that we were missing out on that because we were so stuck on we got to get school done inside the hospital. So this is something you feel like the Lord revealed to you in the midst of this time. Where was your faith at that time? I know you've kind of been on a faith journey. And then also, as you share that, how has that changed along with your faith journey? How has that changed how you incorporate biblical education, your faith into your homeschool for your kids? Okay. At that time, I would say that our Bible, our faith was a subject in our homeschool. Okay. It was something that was always included. It was time to do Bible time. It was always something that was included. I mean, we chose faith-based curriculum as well. So it was always sprinkled in there. 
I think where we are now, because of this journey that I've been on, I, I believe it was 2021 where I went into the year and I was like, you know what? Goal for the year, fall in love with God. That's it. That's the only goal. Just fall in love with God. That's, that's all I want to focus on. That is where my mind is at. Just how can I know you and love you and truly understand you more? And that truly opened my mind. It opened things up. And I just feel like I have a more biblical understanding of who God is rather than uh I don't want to offend anybody. Rather than a, a very offend super- away, <laughs> rather than a very superficial, let's all go to church camp view mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. faith is. Um, I I don't sprinkle God into our homeschool. God is a part. Like like God is. I I don't I don't even know like. God to me is like being black. It's like being a person. It's God is in everything that we are and all that we do um, uh, naturally flows out no matter what we're talking about, no matter what we're doing. It comes out in how hard we work. It, it, like we work hard for the glory of God. Yeah. You know what I mean? All that we do is to honor him. Why do we do math? Be, to glorify God, to like everything that we do and all of our homeschool um, is about him and is for him and is for his glory. I think in a lot of ways, I, I wanted so much in the past um, to be where I am now. In the past, it was very much like, okay, we're going to learn about God. You know, we're going to be doing all these faith studies on God's different attributes, or we're going to get like a little devotional and we're going to do Bible time in our school and different things like that. But he wasn't a part of everything that we touched. And I think it's because I didn't really know him, know him. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know how to make him a part of everything that we touched. You know what I mean? I didn't see him in all the things. And now that I do, and I can't unsee it, you know? So you've made God the foundation, as obviously he ought to be, the foundation of everything you do in your homeschool. You. Have you seen a change in your kids because of how you've changed that? My children have never gone through what I went through Hmm. where God was a piece and now he is everything. My children see God in everything. Hmm. They, they can't unsee it. And I didn't realize that as much as when I went back to Florida after moving to Kansas, went back to Florida and I see how my kids interact with family members who are not, um, Christian or faith-based or whatever the situation is, I see how they interact and I see the things that they say and how God pours out of them. They don't have to work like I worked. <laughs> like it's just natural for mm. them to see God in everything. Mm-hmm. And that's so 
that's such a different perspective than how I was raised and the and how I saw God when I was their age. Wendy, in the midst of all of this, you're seeing your kids grow in their faith. You're growing in your own faith. And I love what you said to uh, well, two things you said. One, in 2021, you were like, this year, I'm just going to fall in love with God. That was your goal, right? I love that. Yes. Super good. Um, it's important. And it's something that does take work. Just like a marriage, it takes work to build that relationship, right? Um, so I love that. But also, what did you say? Something about worldview, I think. You were like, I want to have a biblical worldview mm-hmm. and not just something. That's not the term you use, though, versus superficial. What did you? What is it you said? I want, that's a good question, Brandon. That's a very good question. What Thanks. did I just say? <laughs> I, I, I want to see God in everything mm-hmm. without having to yeah. work for him. You know what I mean? Because he is in everything. So was this you know, let's say enhanced commitment to your relationship with the Lord. Was this after or before you decided I need to start a YouTube channel because I don't have enough to do? Funny, funny. Okay. So I felt God nudging me to start a YouTube channel since 2017. Okay. But I never did. I never did it. I'm like, what I got to talk about? No. Then 2020 hit and God's like, give me your excuses now because everybody home, ain't nobody doing nothing. You need to start a YouTube channel. So I'm like, okay. So I started in 2020. And wait, you started in 2020? Yes, I started my YouTube channel in 2020. I want you to tell me everything about that. But if you're listening or watching, you're going to have to catch that in part two. Because this is just part one of a three-part interview with my friend Wendy. We'll see you next week for that.